but like, oh, I don't have, I don't have, um, I don't have listings, I don't have buyers. I just go to like, go to model homes and do tours and talk about that and just talk about the real estate market. You know, if you talk about the real estate market, no one's gonna know that you don't have a listing or you don't have a buyer at the moment. You know, you just give them information and fake it till you make it, man. That's what I had to do. So the question is this, how do most agents find the secrets to succeed in today's competitive real estate market, especially when the top agents are keeping those secrets to themselves? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. Hi, I'm Aaron Amuchastegui, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Hey, real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Mujistegi, and I'm interrupting myself to bring you this commercial break from one of our sponsors. And I know, I know you guys would much rather listen to the content and not the ads and not the sponsors, but this is one that I'm actually super, super excited with. You know, so many of the realtors that we interview on the show, they talk about how much systems are important and how much follow-up is important. And I'm really, really excited about our new sponsor. There's somebody I've been looking at for a long time and when they reached out to me I said yes we have to be able to do this deal so that sponsor is follow-up boss you know on an interview last week with agent Mark McGuire I asked him what his favorite software and what his favorite system was and he said it was follow-up boss and then he went on for another three or four minutes to talk about why follow-up boss was the best CRM he uses so there's a lot of superstars out out there that use follow-up boss some of the stats they gave me robert slack 1.5 billion team in florida number one in the u.s he uses follow-up boss to get a 400 percent roi on its massive paid lead spend deborah beagle co-owner of the ashton group in nashville uses follow-up boss to guarantee the agents who join her team get two homes under contract in the first 90 days that's a big guarantee for new agents Barry Jenkins of the, your friends in real estate uses follow-up boss to automate everything so his team can produce 200 million on 25 hour work weeks. All right, so here's an offer. You guys are gonna get this special for being Real Estate Rockstars listeners. Now I've, I've used follow-up boss. We've actually used it in our non-real estate businesses as well because it's so good at being able to set timers, set automatic texting and emailing, and what do, what do you know, best name ever, follow-up. So here's what we got. For Real Estate Rockstars listeners, get a 30-day free trial. That's normally 14 days. So in order to get this, you go followupboss.com forward slash rockstars. So again, followupboss.com, just like it sounds, forward slash rockstars. Go there, get your 30-day free trial, and check it out, especially if you aren't using any systems or any CRMs yet. This will be a great one for you to start with. All right, everybody, thanks again. Now back to our show. Real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Muchastegi. Hey, a lot of you guys reached out to me. You asked me to make this interview happen. So we reached out to Cami Linkowski. She's a real estate agent in Las Vegas, Nevada from Players and Platinum. And we can't wait to talk about real estate and being an agent. Cami, how are you? I am great. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You live in one of my favorite places to go hang out during the year. I've probably traveled to Vegas more than anywhere else in the last year. And, uh, and I, and I don't know why this, the 2021 just stuck out that way. How long have you lived out there? Uh, I think it's going to be going on either six or seven years in September. Okay. How, when did yeah. you become a real estate agent? I'm the worst at this stuff. Uh, so I think I'm in my third, I'm in my third year. So like 
third year. Yeah. Okay. So the, year. yeah, that, that's always funny when people are like, and when people are asking about timing, I don't know about you, but I'm always feeling like the last two years kind of all blur together. So yeah. I don't know. So sometimes I don't even count them. So I'm like, no, I just became, I told somebody like, no, we just bought that house. And then we looked back and it was like right before COVID like hit that we did. I'm like, oh man, that's been like two years already. I didn't even realize it's turned into two years. So yeah, the time flies in this little time, weird time block that we're in. So the, so you became an agent a few years ago out in Las Vegas. What made you want to become an agent? So my husband, uh, he's one of the top lenders here Mm -hmm. and he had told me, well, I had actually said to him, Oh, I want to try real estate because I had finished like reality TV and I just didn't want to do it anymore and he was like oh you sure you want to and I'm like yeah then he kind of like brushed it off and a couple months later I brought it up again and he said all right we'll try it out and see if you like it and the rest is history and for those who wonder he's only given me two leads and they were not that great so he does not give you leads that's funny you know I interviewed a team that was like a husband and wife team where she's an agent he's a lender and, um, and they, almost every lead they had was like interchangeable. Almost every client they had was interchangeable, but, but you're, but he, he made you do it yourself. You came out and he, he I give him leads, you know, my clients, but he doesn't, he's like, what do I, how am I going to give you leads? Like, people, like agents send me them. I'm not going to poach them for you. I'm like, he's like, I'm not, he's like, I'm not going to steal them and take them back. Well, that's probably a smart business plan. I could see that. So you, so you started a few years ago, you had done all sorts of different things. Like you said, you had done reality TV and some other stuff. You wanted to try that mostly because he was in it. Did you join a team when you first got started? Did you just go right to like being your own? Like how, how did, and how did you do your first year? Like, did you do many deals your first year? So I did join a team my first year when I started out. Cause I literally had, I didn't even know like where Henderson was, but like, I had no sense of direction. Like I'm thinking, all right, I'm going to dive into this and I don't even know what's down the street, but I was like, okay, I can do it. If I stick my mind to it, you know, and I was on a team, a great team is um, Noah Herrera. And uh, they taught me a lot, but I think my first year I did like probably 22 or 26 deals, something like that, which was great. Um, mm-hmm. And then I said to myself, you know, all right, I learned what I learned. So I kind of want to go off on my own. And they were super supportive and I just went off on my own and I was scared. I mean, even though I never got leads from them, but it was still scary because you think, oh, maybe my first year was a fluke or, you know, it's yeah. still going to be as good or, you know, I, I have to kind of prove myself, I guess you could say, when you go off on your own from a team. Yeah, it is. It's it, Everything's a little scarier when you, when you're, mm-hmm. when you're doing it on your own and the, and yeah, and doing it that quickly. That's a pretty quick story. That's a quick story of like, you're doing it in a group, but you said, so how did you get your deals your first year? So if, if they weren't coming from the team, did, were you a buyer's agent, seller's agent? How'd you find people? So uh, we, my husband, we, we used to go to a bunch of parties and just, that's how I met like most of my friends because through him and his friends. And I was talking to one of the women and I was saying, and we're still really great friends. And I was like, yeah, I just got my real estate license. Like, you know, if you have anything you want to buy yourself, whatever. And she was like, actually, we want to sell my husband's like bachelor pet. And I was like, oh, okay. And I think that was like, I think 400,000 or something like that. And then after that, she actually got contracted with the state to like buy homes for some stuff that the state was doing. And she used me. So it just kind of like snowballed into, you know, then she would refer me like people that were coming from California and that were, you know, getting higher up positions. So then like my first year, I think I had like, pretty sure it's like two or three, like 1.5 million and over deals, which was like unheard of, I guess. And I just 
we went from there. And then they just like referrals, referrals. And I did, this is the first year, no, my second year, we paid for Zillow leads, which was a total waste of money. Um, and then just like now it's like referrals and word of mouth and social media. Yeah. So at the beginning, you just told somebody. That's what we tell all the agents, like tell everybody you're becoming an agent. Yeah. So you just reached out and then it turned into, and so much of success, there's a little bit of luck and then there's making sure you take yeah. the luck, the rest it's who of you the know. Day. Yeah. It really is. It's who you know. It's who you know. It's if they like you, you know, if they want to, if they want to trust you, they want to give you a hand and then being able to convert that. Then we getting to become a buyer's agent on like a bigger scale. I've heard I, there's a lot of people that have had that in parts of their stories of, you know, or we teach people like become an investor agent because investors are going to buy over and over again or a program with the state, something like that. The, the, I know a guy's listening. There's a, there's a guy out there. I gave him a, a cheap flat rate listing a couple weeks ago. It was a, it was a flip that we had done. We knew that it was going to sell for way more than we listed. And we said, Hey, you can, you can, he's a new, and he's a brand new agent. He'd never had a listing today. You can have this agent, this listing as a, as a low flat rate, but I promise what's going to happen is you're going to get a bunch of clients. And he took it and, you know, he went and held the open house and just through that conversation, he got four or five clients. Then he texted me today and he said, I just got my offer accepted for this other client. So, you know, he's three weeks into being licensed agent. He got his first that's listing awesome. that's pending. And now as a buyer's agent, he's pending. And so it can just snowball and continue to build. Are you like, are you do mostly luxury high-end stuff now? Or do you do all price points out there? Money is money. I'll do whatever, you know, I mean, the, so going back funny enough um, to state the woman that basically had to approve the homes. And this was three years ago. I get a call from her yesterday. And I hadn't spoken to her in like three years. She's like, now I'm buying homes for the state. Like I would love to use you, which is crazy because I hadn't spoken to her in three years and she didn't even buy the houses. She approved them. So wow. it just goes to show that, you know, making a first impression or, you know, showing that the transaction goes smoothly does pay off in the long run. Yeah. So, so what, um, if you think back now, so you've been, you've been doing it a few years, you've had quick, quick growth with it. Is there, can you think of anything that you wish you would have known when you first started? Cause like you said at the beginning, you had no idea what real estate was. You're like, I just want to try this. Yeah. And then right away you're like, I need to join a team. Cause I don't actually even know zip codes or popular areas. And that looking back, like what's something that you've learned that you're like, oh, I should have known that right away. Can you curse on this or no? Yeah. Okay. I, I wish I would have known that like 90% of the time, the other agent's an asshole. Yeah. yeah. The, it's funny when you add to that, I love to, um, there's one of the guys that I, that I've, that I talked to a couple of times named Edmund. He talks about like life is long and it's remembering like, not only are there asshole agents out there, but that's extremely <laughs> short-sighted because at this point, this agent may be in the power position. They may be the ones like they could be a jerk or they're like, Hey, we've got 10 listings on this. So I don't need to call you back. Right. So the yep. agents get in this power position. And so they're not always you know kind. And then later the roles switch and you remember like, Hey, that, that guy was an asshole. I don't want to do business with him. And they don't realize how short sighted that is or how much of a disservice it is. Is there a way that you deal with it now or, or how do you con or have some of those assholes come back and want to do more deals with you? Well, I, funny enough, this past week, um, as you know, this market is insane, mm -hmm. you know, with a buyer's market, it's like unheard of. I hate using the word like crazy and insane, but it is, it's basically where it's at. And, um, uh, this agent who I've never worked with, but he's known, I guess, for not being too kind. Um, my client loved the house, put an offer in and, uh, they called me and I was literally walking into a showing and he himself called me, not an assistant, him, he did. 
And I said, hey, uh, what's going on? I have a minute. I'm walking into showing. What's up? He literally said to me, oh, I guess you're too busy then to work that make this deal work. We'll just move on to the next person. Bye. And hung up on me. And you're guess like, what? Who, guess who got, who's in escrow? Me. So he has to deal with me. Yeah. And I'm a very aggressive like buyer's agent. I mean, like, we got we had like six counters. It was ridiculous the terms that were on there. But anyways, I mean, after that, I called him like a crazy ex-girlfriend. Of course, he didn't pick up. Yeah. You know, but it was just like you asshole. Like, yeah. So short-sighted. It's so yeah. like it's so like to think that that's a way to to treat anybody and then have that reputation, right? Like yeah. Um, as as like customers, right? So his clients. Right. When they're getting people, if, if, if they had any idea, like, wait, this agent that's going to represent me is going to be doing a disservice. You know that agents, when you're doing that, you're doing a disservice to your clients because you won't get a higher offer. You won't get as many people in there. You won't have as great of a transaction. Yeah. Real estate's personal, right? It gets very personal to like, I buy. take it personal. Right. We, everybody yeah. takes it. Buyers take it very personal. Their biggest decision they've ever made, their most expensive yeah. thing they've ever made. And it's really easy. I mean, in one sense, it's really easy to get caught up in bidding wars. Uh, but it's also really easy to take everything personal of like, hey, this came up on the inspection. You should have known that it's just all, all sorts of different emotions with the transactions. The agents need to be the calm ones, right? Yeah. And they're like, that's just how he is. I'm like, I don't care. Don't care. You're yeah. like, I don't, I don't care if that's how he is. He's not going to talk to me like that or hang up the phone. So everything else has been like via email. He will not pick up my calls or anything, I think, because, you know, he's scared or he's just an asshole, either or. Yeah. So the, so what, do you have any idea what sort of average, so right now, what's the average price point in Vegas? So when you like, or have prices gone up like crazy last couple of years? Yeah, they were saying 25,000 it's gone up. And I just read today, the median price point is 450,000, which is insane because like, it's I think like two, not even a year ago was like 350 and it's clients. Like I have clients, this one woman who you know, you have that client who's like, eh, you know, I'm going to find the right one and I'm going to get a deal. And, you know, and we have been looking for two years and this is a social media um, lead I got. And she just thinks like, well, for this price, like, I just feel like I should get more. And then now she's like, oh, if I would have bought last year, I would, you know, because you would have gotten way more house last year than you would get now, you know. And then now she's like, well, I think I'm going to wait. And I'm like, girl, you keep waiting. Like, you're not going to get anything. You're just going to keep paying rent. So it, people, people think that it's going to crash here. And I personally don't think so. You know, my husband being a lender, he's like, there's no way it's going to be 2008 again. So the, so you talk about social media leads, the, how have you grown your social media so big? Reality TV. I used to have way more followers till I got married. And then I lost like 150,000. Oh my God. How funny. Did you have the a day was I got married? Was it tough to transition from that to like being an agent? Like, was it tough to get people? Because we have people that come on and they say, hey, I'm, I'm so young. People have a tough time you know, looking at me, seeing me as an agent. Did you have a tough time making that transition, convincing people that you'd be, you'd be great? Yes and no, because I mean, I feel like anyone who's seen me on TV knows like, okay, she's like, she's, she does her shit. She does, you know, she's doing. But at the same time, it was hard for me to advertise in the sense of like putting my phone number or, you know, putting like personal like contact because I had, I did in the beginning have like weirdos. So I didn't even put like my work number, anything like that in the beginning because I just had like creepy, creepy people contact me. 
which is expected, you know. So I actually waited probably, probably didn't start putting my contact information until maybe about a year ago. Mm-hmm. So if they contacted me via social media and then I kind of vetted them, then I would reach out. But I mean, I, like I said, I would do everything myself. I literally just hired a transaction coordinator because I'm so type A. I like to be on top of everything because people were like, why don't you just like have someone that can filter out the stuff? I'm like, no, I want to do it myself. So have you, there's another Las Vegas agent that I've interviewed that she was, um, she was like Miss Nevada on something. And it was similar, you know, similar, you know, they had to filter some of the calls when they were coming in to try to make sure that the, you know, that, that real, that real people were trying to, you know, the real, essentially just like you, like, because if you were, if you were famous before becoming an agent, and now you want to be there. That's almost like you have to work. It's it, even though you had a following of people who are interested, it sounds like you probably had to work harder to really make it work. Like other, you knew people. And so that helped you get your first listing, but then you had to work harder to make sure like every, every lead was actually real. Um, you had to push through. Did you, did you feel like you had to work harder? Well, yeah, definitely had to work harder. And then also, you know, there are, I'm sure there were like the doubters that were like, oh, you know, because Vegas, let's be honest, you have these girls that work at the pool, which, and they make all this money. They don't go to school, don't, you know, whatever. And then time's up and they're like, well, I'm just going to become a real estate agent, you know, and they're pretty face. And I think they think it's so easy, you know, and I, I do, there probably were people that thought that that's what I was going to do, like just do a deal here and there and, you know, see where it goes where that's not like I have my master's, you know, in communication. I, you know, my undergrad is in philosophy. So like not some dumb dumb that was just making money. And then all of a sudden stopped and wanted to make money and got into real estate, which is unfortunately what's happening here. It's like an oversaturated market with beautiful faces and nothing between the ears. Yeah. The Vegas is a very interesting place. It's a very unique place. Like you said, because there are, there are people in Las Vegas that make an incredible amount of money uh, doing all sorts of different jobs and different things out there. And, and yeah. And like you said, when the, when the time's up and transitioning, you know, so if there's listeners out there that are, that have people doubting them, right. That are saying, cause I, we hear it a lot. We hear it a lot from people whose parents, you know, they're like, I became an agent and all these people are telling me I'm not going to be able to make it. Right. There's or, so many. There's yeah. so many. It's so common. So what would you so what would you tell them? Like what so the people that are looking for because you've done it, right? So you had haters, you had people saying you wouldn't be able to do this or not to my face. <laughs> They're <laughs> not that dumb. <laughs> yeah. You, you, they, I could tell. I could tell they wouldn't want to confront you like like yeah. the asshole agent out there. But what advice would you give people that have haters and they're trying to figure out if they should push forward or not? just keep doing you really you know what I mean just keep doing you keep posting on social media keep talking about what you're doing you know just put it out there that you're an agent whether it be I mean, like people are like oh I don't have I don't have um I don't have listings or I don't have buyers I just go to it like go to model homes and do tours and talk about that and just talk about the real estate market you know you, if you talk about the real estate market no one's gonna know that you don't have a listing or you don't have a buyer at the moment you know you just give them information and fake it till you make it, man. That's what I had to do. Even then, yeah. like all my reality TV stuff, I had to fake it till I make it. I think that's amazing advice. I love the fake it to the make it mindset because there's, uh, you know, a gal that I interviewed a few weeks ago, she talked about like every time somebody would sell a house in her office, she would go out with the, with the just sold sign. Right. And she'd hold up the just sold sign and it wasn't her listing. And it was just like, but she's like, Hey, it was a house behind me. It was getting sold. I was there. 
Uh, she would offer to go, you know, deliver the keys for other people in their office for houses that they sold. Like, so then she could always get those opportunities. And the more she, the more she kept doing it, uh, the better. And she got to continue growing it that way. So I, I totally, I totally believe in that. You mentioned quick that like, so you, tr- so your first year, you kind of, you, you met some people, you talked to some people that you knew, they liked you. They said, sure, give it a shot. You were able to convert that to more. Your second year, you decided you want to maybe buy some leads um, and from Zillow. And you said that actually didn't work at all. So what, what was that? What was that process like? I think we started off with like, I think it was like 3,400 a month. And then it went to like almost 5,000 a month. And it was like eight leads. And I don't, I don't know what I was thinking because that's ridiculous amount of money to pay for leads for Zillow now, mm-hmm. reflecting on it. And, um, you know, the leads were just not good. You know, you'd get, you'd get people who wanted to rent, which they say they don't count, whatever. Then you'd get these nurture leads, which is all BS. Then you'd get um, people who already were working with an agent. Then you'd get, you know, someone who hasn't been pre-approved yet, but want to, or they don't want to send their proof of funds or pre-approval, but they want to see that million dollar house. What else? You just, you just didn't get like good quality for what you were paying. You would expect that you'd have someone who was like serious because they do have to go through like the Zillow person on the phone and Mm -hmm. they they have to ask them questions and then they get transferred to you. So it's kind of like, okay, what's the vetting process here? Because we're paying all this money. And then flex came on and, um, so I think we paid till like last year, like beginning of last year. Yeah. And Flex came on and I mean, that was because someone in our office had it. So we knew how they were doing it. They were just giving the good leads to the Flex, obviously, because they get 30%. And then we were just getting the crappy filtered out stuff. Real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Muchastegui with a quick commercial break. With one of our newest sponsors, I'm super excited to be partnering with these guys. Does 15 to 20% ROI investing in turnkey rentals sound attractive? Did you know you can use the Burr strategy with new construction that has immediate equity already? You guys have heard me talk about stuff like this. Rent to Retirement offers fully turnkey properties that are newly built or renovated, leased and managed, allowing you to invest with confidence out of state. They have single family, multifamily, new build, and syndication opportunities across multiple markets that maximize cash flow, appreciation, and equity. Rental Retirement assists investors in learning how to build a comprehensive business plan with the best investment and tax strategies to achieve financial freedom through real estate investing. There's no excuse not to get started in real estate investing when you have the right team and systems in place. To learn more, visit renttoretirement.com. That's renttoretirement.com or call one 800 That's 800-311-6781 to learn about how you can get started investing in some of the best cash flow markets today. You know, and if you guys want to learn more about Zach, episode 1025, we dig in for a good 45 minute interview where he tells you the secrets to investing in real estate out of state. And him and I shared a lot of ideas about what works and what doesn't. You'll get to hear a lot about his company and his business. You know, if you're an agent from out of state and you've got referrals looking for stuff, they work with other agents on a referral basis. And we've talked so much since COVID hit that everybody needs to have a backup plan, right? Every one of you agents needs to have a backup plan. You should all be investing in real estate. And if you're having trouble finding the time and the team to do it, maybe something like rent to retirement is the solution for you. So thank you for listening. Go check them out. Now back to the rest of our podcast. 
that's an important thing to think about. Yeah, when they've got mm-hmm. when they've got different levels, you have to think of uh, what's in it for the lead source, right? The people that are selling you the lead source, and especially in that case, if they've got one where they can make more money, then of course you're getting the ones that aren't as good. The people that yeah, like I mean, the, it's common sense, right? It's logic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Follow the money, and you tell them that, and they're like no, we don't do that. Or, no, I'm like, stop with the bullshit, okay? You're not going to give me eight leads, right? For $5,000, whatever, how much. And then give me the best ones when you can give it to somebody that you can get 30%. Like, does it, and people fall for it. I and mean, hey, if you do, that's good for you. You know, there are people that convert really well with those leads, but I just, and a lot of people actually just don't, they don't see the money, what it's coming from, you know, what it's worth. Yeah. So. The, do you, have you, have you found any success buying leads from anyone? Uh, realtor.com is okay. Uh, yeah. but you know, it's not as expensive and you get more leads. Um, so it's, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't get as upset because it's way cheaper if like a lead doesn't work out, but I would say I convert those pretty well. And realtor.com is a flat there. They do flat rates because they, they also do both. They also do a commission share one, but do they do flat Op rate? city, right? Yeah. Yeah, but so Op City, at least for Vegas, it's like horrible. Like you get like an investor for fifty thousand dollars. Like for what? Is this like a down payment? Like what's like what's just going on? So, uh, but I don't do Op City. I do, I do like the non-shared leads, and it's cheaper. It's less than thousand dollars a month, and you know the conversion is way better than Zillow. Yeah. If you convert, I mean, you spend a thousand dollars on leads and you convert one every six months, you're uh, in Perfect. a market like yeah. Vegas. You know, they're sending you leads of people that are like, I've got $50,000 to spend on an investment property. You're like- On yeah. City, Yeah. It was, and I just got off City because it was constant and it was not even that, it was like in Death Valley or like Searchlight. You know, it was like in weird, like very far places that you would not want to go alone and meet up with someone. Yeah. So- How many deals are you going to try to do th- this year? Uh, so, I mean, I'm ho- I have in the pipeline right now, I'm at 12 million, which is great. Mm-hmm. And not even in the pipeline, like about to like go in escrow. We went in escrow yesterday and we have another one going in escrow tomorrow, probably this weekend. Sorry. Um, so I'm hoping to get to 20 and that'll be my biggest year. I'm just, you know, I'm trying to like every year trying to do better. You know, last yeah. year wasn't as good because I had my daughter and uh, COVID, you know, but it's good now because I do have people who refer me like this time of year is busy too, because, you know, the sports teams and I do reach out to them, but specifically the Raiders and they're coming out now, the ones who got their new contracts and they're wanting to buy homes before the season starts and all that. So this is like a busy time for me at least. Yeah. That's cool to try to think of the you know, how to do the outreach on those, like you're targeting, you're targeting the bigger houses that are your niche mm-hmm. and, and trying to be of service last year during COVID. Did you feel like people were moving out of Vegas more than they were moving into Vegas? Was there a lot of, you know, any shifts that you saw during that time or did you take it just more, take it easy? Cause you were having your baby. Uh, no, people were coming into Vegas for sure. And it was just hard because like the first seven months I didn't have a nanny. You know, I just had, it was just me and the baby and then my husband works a lot. So it was hard for me to be, have an open schedule and go out, you know, to meet up with buyers or meet up with sellers. And, you know, I want, I did also want to like cherish those first six months to a year, you know, but after like seven months, I was like, me and Nanny, cause I'm going crazy in this house. Like I need to get out. I need to interact with people that are like 
over the um, age of 18 years old, you know, like I need to like get out. And I was on clubhouse a lot too, which helped, but, because wow. uh, I was home, you know, but I, I mean, so last year, like I said, it wasn't one of my, it was probably like worst year, but this year is, is projected to be the best, probably double. Do you know, do you know what your volume was your first year when you did like the, the 25, like average price point back then was, was that like a $10 million year? Like I, I used to like, like uh, based on price of 400 grand or something. I am the worst. Okay. When I'm, I'm telling you, like I am the worst when it comes to this stuff. Like I'm not, you know, there's agents where it's like, I did 2,800 million bajillion, you know, in sales this year. I'm like, I don't know. Like, I just like last year, I like looked it up. I think last year I only did like 7 million. And then I didn't even look up like the year before that. It's, it's, I don't know. Those things don't matter to me. I feel like to me, it's more like at the end, how much money I made, if that makes sense, you know? So I probably should look at that. I know I should, but it's not one of those things. Like, like people who say like, they've been in the business for like 20 years. Oh, I've been in Egypt for 20 years. It's like, I don't even know how long I've been in the business. Like, right. Three, You're so like, I've been in know. three kind of, but there was, I know. I'm sorry. That, does that year, make so... me a, a shitty agent? I'm sorry. I don't know. You're like that, so so you can't really keep so. But you'll do twenty million this year, and then I have hope. You found, yeah, the knock on wood and and hope and all that stuff. You're off. You're like your numbers are off to the right track where you should beat yeah. that. Really, like I think that's probably low hanging fruit for you to keep going with the transition you're making. Do you feel like you've made a conscious effort to do business different this year? When it was like, hey, this like when you said like, hey, I want to grow. Did you make any mindset shifts? Did you do something different, or is it just hey, you're just back to the races? Definitely a mindset shift, you know, um, during the new year, I was like, okay, this is going to be my year. I want this to see my best year. I mean, I was uh, way more aggressive in farming my neighborhood. My neighborhood is a couple million. So I would farm them continuously for, you know, every two weeks. And then like I did uh, a coffee truck, like at the beginning of the year, which was great. So there's an idea for you guys. It's super cheap. Do a coffee truck for two hours, you know, send out mailers and people came and I got two leads from that, you know, so in your $2 million like, neighborhood. So talk about that for a yeah. second. So you just, so you sent out like letters, door hangers, you're knocked on doors. Is it, Hey, we're going to have a, a coffee truck out in the neighborhood. I'm not knocking on anyone's door. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, it's not happening. I'm not doing it. I'll send out a mailer. And then, uh, I mean, I am the HOA president too. So I like, we have like a group, like a Facebook group. And I posted like the flyer in there, you know, but I mean, I'm not going to take advantage and like text people or you know because it's it's unwanted like I'm not, I would not like take someone's personal information because of my position and use it as an opportunity I would do it like everybody else but I did post it in our group that we have for the neighborhood and I sent out mailers and whoever I saw on our walks because we walk with my daughter and um, our dog and I just let them know yeah and then whoever saw it when they came in the neighborhood because it was right there yeah what, what what's it's very simple very smart right? Like, Hey, the, uh, and if you're, you're kind of marketing as you're seeing people, Hey, go out there. So you're the face that's recognized. I live in a neighborhood that's like that. And, um, there's a couple people that get all the listings in this neighborhood and they, and it's because, and because they live here and we get letters from them, we get cards from them kind of every month saying what sold in the neighborhood. And when they're out, they do so much outreach. Now my, my neighbor is, um, you know, the owner passed away. And so the kids are selling the property and they were doing like an off market open house. And I walked over there and it was the agent that gets all the listings. And I said, Hey, how did you get this? Right? Like, how did you get this one? Especially they're having you do it off market. And they were just like, no, everybody knows in this neighborhood, it's us. 
right? And there's you know, 180 houses inside this little spot of, of the HOA or inside the gate or something. And that is big enough for them just to, just to heavily invest. So I think there is lots of different ideas yeah. like that as people get to focus in their areas and, and be recognized. But I, I like the coffee truck idea. I haven't heard that. Yeah, it's really good. And we had, there's two agents that didn't even live here that were getting the listings last year. Like I said, when I was kind of down and, um, and I, I would get like their pamphlets and I'm like these motherfuckers and I would like rip them up. I'm like, this is bullshit. You know, this is not fair. There's only 78 of us in this neighborhood. And my husband and I are the youngest couple here. So I first, I think that they thought like, oh, you know, she's young. We're not going to use her, you know, like, I, I don't know. But then the more I developed relationships, I think they're like, oh, okay. All right. You know, and they reached out to me and it's definitely like better now in the sense of like where last year I, I was always home because the baby and then COVID and everything was, everybody was freaking out. Um, but now that I've like developed relationships, more really better relationships with the neighbors and people around, I think now they're like, Oh, okay. She's like the real deal. She's not just, you know, some pretty girl that's just trying to get a listing here and there. Yeah. What's your favorite part about real estate? Well, obviously the commissions are always great, but yeah. telling the buyer that they got their offer accepted, if I'm honest with you. Yeah. Like I told, we were going back and forth with this, um, this guy. And finally we got it all signed off last night. And my client has been literally messaging me like every hour for the past, like four days. And, um, you know, texting me pictures of a bottle of wine, like showing me pictures. I'm sad, like help. Like, what are we going to do this? And I'm like, I'm trying my best. Like I'm a very aggressive buyer's agent. Like when I first, first started, this woman called me Viper and it just stuck. So not everybody calls me Viper because I'm very aggressive. And, um, I called her last night. It was like 8.30 and I was sitting with my husband. I'm like, I'm just going to fuck with her and tell her that we didn't get it. And so I call her and I'm like, hey, I'm like, girl, I'm sorry. He said like, no. And she's like, oh, I'm like, what are you doing? It's like just chugging the rest of this bottle of wine from yeah. the bottle. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm just kidding. We got it. She was like, yes. She was, I was like, I was really hoping for like more of like a crazy reaction. She's like, I am so mentally drained from the past four days like i'm sorry i couldn't give you what you wanted i'm like well all right yeah, yeah. they're like the i think that answer it's an emotional experience right we mm -hmm. talked about at the very beginning how emotional real estate is and the where it's like people's biggest decision and i think the answer changes through time like right now the toughest thing about the market is if you're a buyer's agent getting your offer accepted because God. every house gets so many offers and you know and being a viper agent right? Like being an agent that is working hard and, and, and trying to get their offer accepted for their, for their buyers. That's a, that is a game changer in today's market. That little like crappy flat rate listing flip that we put on the market, right? We get 15 offers or something right away. And we're just going like, okay, so who wants it the most, right? It was pretty much like all the prices are different, but we're like, who really wants it the most? Who's going to close this thing on time? Who's going to convince us that they're the right buyer? Because I mean, honestly, the top five offers are all with, they're like financially the same. So you're yeah. like, how do I make the difference or not? And we're like reaching out to agents to try to get them to like, tell us or convince us. And they're just like, yeah. And, and some of them just kind of weren't responding. And you're like, that is so silly. It's such a bad uh, service to, and then they're going to be, they're going to lose that one and go on to the next one. And their buyers start to get discouraged when it was really like, we had not made up our mind. Any of those top five agents could have gotten it. And, and so much of the time it is the one that's like, calling and saying, here's why it should be us. 
you know, we want it really bad. We're the ones that are going to make sure that we close and take this because the only bad part about being a, a seller in this market is you get so many offers, you're worried about accepting the wrong one. Like you don't want to accept yeah. the one that actually doesn't close. That backs the, out. Yeah, that they back out at the last minute and you lose all your momentum. That's the worst. So it's almost it's it's funny. It's great to get so many offers, but then when there are that many, they're the same. It was driving me crazy. Like, how do we know which one where it's going to be the best one? We need somebody to convince and us. And it's so. relationships too. It's, you know, relationships with the agent. You know, so like I've gotten offers accepted because I had a relationship with the um the selling agent, the listing agent. You know, because they know you're going to get it done. They know that you're good to go. Whereas you know. I had a listing that we had multiple offers within 24 hours. The guy literally called me and he's like, I'm new. Like, can you help me out? And I was like, okay, what's up? I had to help him write an offer line by line. Do you know how much of a nightmare that would have been for the transaction? Thank God, like other offers came in that were higher and obviously better. But I thought, oh my God, if my clients like accept this guy's offer, you know, this is going to be a nightmare. Yeah. You're going to be doing both sides of the transaction the whole time. But you don't want to stress out your seller and tell them that, you know, you just want to like get them through it all, you know? Right. So. You want to be able to present it to be like, but honestly, I don't know if these people will be able to close because yeah. the agent doesn't know what he's doing yet. Yeah. You know, they're they're still dumb, dumb. getting started. Any last advice you'd want to give agents out there? Or We have listeners on here that have been agents for years that are trying to get into higher levels of, you're trying to go from $400,000 deals to million dollar deals. We have people that are listening that haven't got their real estate license yet. We get so many people that are like studying and they're thinking, should I become an agent or not? Any last advice you give to anybody in the spectrum of people thinking about getting their license or trying to get to the next level, what would you say is a secret to success? Well, I wanted to give an advice on leads first. Yeah. Um, something that helped that worked for me. And obviously this year's a little different, but so if you go on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, probably Facebook is your best bet. And you see all the time about like, how the rent's gone up and housing prices have gone up and everything. I got like, I would say like six leads and they all converted from, you just read the comments and you're going to see people saying, Oh my God, like I can't afford that. My, my rent's gone up or I don't know what to do. My rent's going up. You literally just write them. Hey, can you please check your DM and you introduce yourself. Tell them that you're an agent. Say, how much are you paying on rent? Do you know that you can pay X amount if you, like own a home it'll be in your name if you pay this much i'm going to connect you with my lender my husband and let's discuss more let's discuss more details let's see if you can get approved and we can go from there and 99.9 percent of the time they're going to respond and say oh my god yes let's do it that's like the easiest free way to get a lead yeah that's brilliant that's brilliant and it's so simple right now because rents are going up We have some of our some of our renters rents going up like thirty percent year over year right now in houses of ours, and I and I can't believe that some of them want to renew and keep going. Mm-hmm. And um, but you're right, you can reply back. Somebody go in my rent about this, and you get to say like, "Hey, do you want to lock in your rent forever?" Essentially, like, how much are you paying? Because what if you bought, what if you bought your own house and your rate never goes up after that? Your payment stays the same as long as you own it, and you're getting all the extra stuff. What an easy lead to convert because the especially as rent gets higher and higher that price point is huge, right? On, on some of these houses that are, you know, it's, it's houses that are $200,000, $300,000 neighborhoods, but rent's getting increased to $2,300, $2,500 a month. They could buy a $400,000 house. They could buy a $500,000 house. It changes. Or a condo or a townhome, but it's theirs, you know? Yeah. And another thing is if you go on Twitter and like, I would put in like moving to Las Vegas. So if you're like moving to Dallas or whatever, and you just put those keywords, 
and you'll see people, oh, I can't wait to move or I'm going to move. And then you just respond to them, say, hey, I'm going to message you, introduce yourself and go from there and see like, oh, you're looking to buy a rent, you know, that kind of thing. That's another way to get some easy leads. Yeah, that if somebody is good. wants to pay, you know? Yeah, that's good old fashioned free leads. Like, especially if you guys are early agents out there or low budget agents are trying to add something new and just trying to get a few extra deals this year, listening to the comments, sending them, you also send them a personal DM first. And then you tell them in the comments, like, Hey, go check your DMS. I just sent you a message. Cause otherwise it blows past with all of the other ones out there. Yep. Yeah. Easy leads and free. I, I love that. Anything else? Uh, you know, like we discussed earlier, you never know who's going to be on the other side of a transaction. You know, I mean, one day this will become a buyer's market again, hopefully. Mm -hmm. So all those listing agents that were assholes, they will be on the other end, you know? So just be nice and courteous to your fellow realtors, you know, your fellow agents, you're all working together for one goal and that's to sell a home or get your, your clients in a home. So like, just be nice and let's work together and not against each other. It's so true. You know, Cammie, this was awesome. You got to you helped our listeners figure out some some simple lead systems out there. Uh, we had some good stories about how you were able to grow your business, even though people were, even though you had some <laughs> doubters and you had some haters in the in, in that unique market out there. And this year, the I'm com I'm confident you're going to hit that 20 million. I can't wait to have you back on. And and when you're when you're waiting to do 30 or 40 uh, the following year, if people want to come find out more about what you're doing, or if they if they want to send leads your way as they're moving over to Las Vegas, they're trying to add that extra condo. What's the base, best place people can go find you, follow you, reach out? Uh, I mean, I'm on all platforms, but if Instagram, probably it's Cami C-A-M-I underscore L-I. Cool. C-A-M-I underscore L-I. Cami Linkowski, agent out in Las Vegas, Nevada. The, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for coming Thank on the Real Estate Rockstars today. All right, Real Estate Rockstars. Thanks for listening. All right, real estate rock stars, this is Aaron Muchastegui jumping in again to thank you for listening to the show. Hopefully you guys loved listening to that one and I wanna make sure that you know about all of the extra resources that we have and also we need your help. They say podcasts are free. You get to listen to podcasts for free, but what is the cost of that podcast? I would say if I could beg you to pay anything for that podcast, I would say the cost of the podcast is going and giving a review. So whether you download it on Google or Apple or YouTube or anywhere else, please go give us a review. Say what you liked, what you didn't like. It helps us get better guests. The more reviews, the higher we get in the rate rankings. Right now, we are the biggest podcast out there for real estate agents, and we want to keep that spot because we know there's lots of podcasts out there. So go give us a review. Also, be sure to go to hybendigital.com. If you liked any of the resources that those real estate agents talked about, we've got a huge video vault of those resources for free. Every punny that comes on the podcast that we interview, they give us something that helps them get their deals or helps them work with their clients. And we put that in the toolbox in our vault for you. So go to hybendigital.com and you can get it. If you're looking for real estate education, go to rebusuniversity.com. We have all sorts of courses in there to help agents succeed in real estate how to get the listing, how to negotiate deals, you know, how to become an investor, all sorts of different stuff, rebusuniversity.com. And if you want to chat with me, go find me on Instagram. If you come find me on Instagram, you can send me messages. Tell me what you want to hear. Tell me what you liked, what you didn't like. We try to put a bunch of content out there too. You can find me in two different places. It's at rerockstars.com for our real estate rockstars page 
or at AaronAndMuchastegui.com for my personal Instagram page where I can chat with you about all sorts of different things. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again soon. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.